regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello, and welcome to Regular Features. I'm John Blythe, and this is the podcast that's the same every week. On my right. It's your me. left. How do you cue me up and then just talk over? Hello and welcome to Regular Features. I'm Log and on my right hand side is a man called Steve Hogarty. I'll let him tell you more about himself. My name is Steve Hogarty and I'm going to tell you all about myself. My name is Steve and I like to say I'm the hippest motherfucker in the world today. That's a fact. Can you that beat is... that, Matt Lees? I can't. I am just the custodians of facts for this evening, and I can clarify that everything that's been said thus far is 100% truth. Uh, I'm Matt. I will be... Uh, I don't know. Let's just have a drink and see what happens. Absolutely. It's regular features, isn't it? That's oh, what we do. Hmm. What's everyone doing? Who? Um, what, why? I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. Can You're going to you make what? me a drink. Make me a drink, and then maybe I'll do a feature. Log, what are you doing? Do you want to know my feature? Yeah. I am going to introduce you to the universe of the teeny weeny Gandolfinis. It's the, the things you get in Kinder Eggs. I'm. <laughs> like like the, the terrapins. Like the yeah. tiny terrapins. Yeah. Yeah. The tiny teeny terrapins. Da, 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 da. Dancing on your grave. Having fun all under the tropical sea. Do you Ooh, want to know? There's plenty of running to play. Sorry. Okay, I, could you stop doing that? <laughs> oh. Suddenly I want to vomit all the Kinder Eggs I've ever eaten. I'm sorry, I only remembered half of that song, but my wife, unfortunately, also loved the Timmy Tiny Terrapins, and we combined the two halves of the bits of the songs we remembered, forming them like some sort of fucking Tomb Raider puzzle you're not supposed to solve. And now my brain is cursed. It was one of the most irritating things I've ever heard. I love them. I, I had like three of them. I love them. That was <laughs> loads more than that. If you love them that much, you'd collect more. And also, what the fuck is a Tomb Raider puzzle you're not supposed to solve? You're supposed to solve them all. Yeah. Is, there are no optional Tomb Raider puzzles. <laughs> it's called a fucking joke. One of the later games. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, joke's got to be based in reality. Though. Exactly. That one landed far short jokes of the are about subverting, subverting expectations. And you expect that every puzzle in a fucking Tomb Raider game you're supposed to solve. This one you're not supposed to. Why? Yeah, good luck getting through the first Tomb Raider game. <laughs> because you decided not to solve one of the puzzles. Great. <laughs> Neptune's temple. Yeah. Because so, if you do solve it, her bra comes off. <laughs> Listen, make me a fucking Volcran tonic or I'm not doing any features. If I did give you a Volcranic, Leo Varadka and tonic, <laughs> what would you have? A feature-wise. Hmm. Maybe I'll just take off my jacket and we'll see how we You're go. You're so coy. Nice. I am going to be coy. coy. I'm going to be coy. He's leaving it as a twist later. Well, on. I'm going to give him a fucking booze and let's see how coy Listen, he is after I'm gonna that. Do, I'm going to do my feature now to save you all the embarrassment just of having to wait. Just always leave a feature to the imagination. And now it's time for a regular feature. Regular features. There's a podcast for the readers. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Grape Delicious Bourdain. As you all know, I am an accomplished character comedian. Swoo. Mm-hmm. I have written many great 
comedy characters mm-hmm. for the regular features podcast. All of them, I think. From yeah, literally, I, I've not done any. You've done them all. Alfred McClue. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that woman who got stung by bees a lot. <laughs> oh, and I really like the woman on the boat who had vertigo. She was a real, based, sorry, based on a real person. <laughs> wow. How how do you get your ideas? I know, I get them all on my fancy holidays I go <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that's it, I remember now. But I didn't have to go far to find inspiration. What, you went to Bordeaux? Bourdain. All oh, right, okay. It's a type of cheese. <laughs> okay, I misheard you. And is I was it? Like, I was like, is this you not going far now? Just popping to France. I think it's a, it's a spread. No, am I getting it confused with something else? Is it a spreadable <laughs> cheese That's Borsan. Borsan. Bourdain is... the guy is, uh, who died. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> I was is like, we're talking about Yeah, that? Anthony Bourdain. He probably loved Borsan. 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 But it's spelt the same apart from the main letter. (laughs) (laughs) The S. Yeah. Anyway, allow me to introduce my new character to you both. Okay. Her name is Grapes Delicious Bourdain. Are you sure it's not Borsain? No, it's Bourdain. And I haven't thought of a voice for her yet. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be great. I can't wait to see her being born. It's going to be messy, like births always are. I'm just going to, like... I'm just going to start speaking, and the voice is going to be what it is. Just squeeze it out and see what sticks. I hope it's really high-pitched and shrill in a kind of form of misogyny. Hi. <laughs> oh, no. My name is Grapesalicious Bourdain, Southeast London's premier food critic and weekday train conductor. Get out of my way when food is around. Because I am ravenous for the best new dishes in town. Spaghetti, macaroni, tagliatelle, I'll eat it all without missing a beat. I'm also a train conductor between Fenchurch Street and South End Central via Chafford. So you'd better have your tickets ready. Weekly travel card, two together... Millennial rail card? I don't mind. I'll punch it all, as long as it's valid. (laughs) Lately, I've been really getting into the new food trend, chips and buckets. It's the hip thing, don't you know? You can read about it in Time Out magazine. Everybody's talking about the hottest new restaurant opening in the southeast of town, La Maison de Frites à la Bouquet. (laughs) Which is French for something really cool. I was at the opening night with David Mitchell and the cast of Line of Duty. We could have as much salt as we wanted, and the malt vinegar trough was unsupervised for large parts of the evening. (laughs) David filled his boots, but no Uber would have him. Recently, I bought a new hole punch that makes the shape of tiny trains on all the train tickets. It surprises and delights my customers, who expect a plain round hole as per, but instead are treated to a tiny hole in the shape of a classic steam train. I like to think it adds a little sparkle to their dull lives. Anyway, that's all from me, Grapesalicious Bourdain. Until next time, ciao. <laughs> ciao, Grapes. Is it oh, okay it if I call her Grapes? It's lovely sure. to meet you, Grapes. Oh, I she's gone. Don't think you can call her Grapes. Okay, Grapesalicious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
features. I'm up on that to get features. I'm up on that to get features. Gentlemen, it's time for a feature. You called you called us here today for a feature, I, I believe. I did. I've called the feature council again to discuss with you grave matters. Across the feature verse, there has been a darkening, and I need the brightest of the feature sparks to. This is me trying to turn regular features into Marvel Extended Universe, which is actually an idea I'll come back to another time because it's quite good. I got a ruby and in my right. belly button. Exactly. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> anyway, I'm not doing that. Um, today, I am going to uh, talk to you about some stuff. This oh, sweet. This serious. And this sounds featurelicious. I have been to the doctor's. Nothing bad. Whimsical. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. In fact, I think it's really cool. But possibly not for the first time in the in the history of recording regular features over our illustrious past, I'm going to begin this feature um, by taking off some of my clothes. Oh. It says choose love. Is that part of the feature? No, it's just a T-shirt. Did you want me oh. to read your T-shirts? No, okay, that's fine. So. No, it's, it's just a T-shirt. But now I'm going to take off... The other part of my clothes. Oh, well, you gonna take your t-shirt off? Wow! Yeah, I'm gonna take my top off. Do you remember very when we started this podcast? He promised that he would take his trousers off for the podcast. If the fuck is that, Matt? You have remote controls on your back. One of those things is reacting. You are he, basically to describe. Let's let's describe what we just saw. Okay, what we are looking at right now, Matt's back has a, a sheet of cling film um, adhered to it. And underneath the cling film are what looked like... Loads of pill batteries from calculators in the 80s. Yeah, just adhered and drawn around with with pen in rectangles, in neat rectangles arranged in rows. Now There I, are eight rectangles and ten pills inside each one of them. So I'm assuming, from my knowledge of the the science and the industry of allergies that you are being tested for 80 different allergies all at once that is correct well let me tell you you're allergic to two of them because i can fucking see man you need to avoid whatever that purple boy is oh really am i having a bad time one a couple of things one like one of them is bleeding in blue ink what one of, one of them might be are you allergic to blue ink though? one of one i think one of the things are allergic to you <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, so this is a fun thing you can do. You look like a robot, by the way. It looks Thanks. Like, it looks like you've got like some sort of robot stuff happening. I've had it on for about. Uh, it's been more than twenty four hours now, and yeah. it's like it's like a giant sticker. Like it's it's basically a massive sticker covering the whole of my back. I feel like a fucking panini book Frankenstein. It's, it's horrendous. It's a posh one. It'd be one of the little silvery ones that's got yeah. the, the club badge on it. Thanks, man. It's got yeah. a bit of foil on it. Yeah, it's maybe yeah. a shiny. You could trade it for five normal ones. Does that but, mean you, you didn't have a shower this morning? Well, I had to be really careful. Yeah, I had to do some like traditional kind of festival-style showering on the top half of my body, and then I was allowed... The, the nurse very kindly oh. said, you can still have a shower on your bottom bits. <laughs> Which, shower ooh. your bottom bits. So I was like, that's sweet. <laughs> so I did, I did, you know, have a half a shower. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm get it taken off tomorrow, and then they're going to come back with a pen, and they're going to basically circle stuff and write some notes on my back, like I'm fucking in memento or something. Like that. And then I'm going to see a doctor at the end of the week, and he's going to say, D- "Don't go near that." 
stay what, away from this. What, what prompted you to get an allergy test? I had a weird rash and I liked it. I didn't like it. No, I had a weird rash and uh, doctors were like, what the hell is this? Did I not talk about this a while ago? It's hilarious. I had some bad rashes. I, and then, all of your medical problems were just blurring. Into they're one pretty dull. Those. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but they often sort of come along at the same time. Anyway, it was hilarious because I had a rash and the doctor went, uh, yeah, you, you, there's a really good chance you've got this. I'm going to give you some paperwork. I'm going to refer you to a specialist and the specialist will see, you know, as soon as they can. Mortician. <laughs> and that's I got a specialist appointment. And it was like three months later. And then I looked at the paperwork she'd given me. And it's like, yeah, it's like super, super rare, really slow-growing cancer. And I was like, what? What? But I didn't really look at that till after I'd left. I was like, fucking hell, what is this? It's like un- un- uncurable, slow-growing skin cancer. Turned out I didn't have that. And it was like, what the fuck, doctor? What are you doing? Don't just give people a printout being like, hey, you might have this. Maybe sit on this for three months. It's like having toothache and then realizing you don't have tooth anymore. Perhaps she just (laughs) wanted you to feel despondent and absolutely (laughs) wretched just so that you could feel absolutely amazing when you found out you didn't have it. I didn't feel despondent. I felt a bit bit stressed about it for obvious reasons. I've already got enough cancer in this house. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Especially because it. it was actually, to be honest, at the time I laughed about it because I looked at it. It was called Paget's. And it was like notoriously a cancer, which a skin cancer, which affects like old women, basically geriatric women. And it's like, all right, my wife's cancer traditionally affects geriatric women. So it's like, we keep getting these geriatric cancers. Turns out though, I haven't got a cancer. So it's still one nil in this uh, house. Yeah. Against who? Against I mean, like, <laughs> what, sorry, cancer? One of them has one cancer. The other one has none. Exactly. Okay. Steve's done the maths. Sorry. sorry, that's the kind of joke that I make with my wife all the time. No, that maybe cool. more people cool. at home will listen to it and go, what the fuck? <laughs> but you, you've, got to, you've got to laugh, haven't you? No, absolutely, yeah. Um, so that's that's <laughs> life. I was, um, speaking of which, I was um, talking to someone at the bar whose um, aunt has got brain cancer. And I was like, oh, that's gone. My aunt's, my aunt's got um, lung cancer. And then someone came downstairs and said, oh, I'm sorry, but it was that my uncle's just died. And it just, it was the thing that made us all just laugh at once. Going, Aren't our parents' siblings dead? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You've got, you've got to laugh. You've got to laugh. You literally have to. Anyway, um, so... And subscribe on Patreon. Exactly. Yeah, do those two things in that order. So they... Basically, I think maybe because the doctor um, felt bad for me because I had a skin checkup and I'm sure I mentioned some regular features because he said, he said, take off all your clothes behind the curtain. And I said, which bits? And he all said, your loves and kisses he said, too. He said, I need to see the bottom and I, because he, he wants to see my bum, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I couldn't work out if that meant like he needs to see the bottom half of my body or just the bottom. And so he came through annoyed. <laughs> and when he came through, he's, I think he's like... I can't remember, but he meant like all of my clothes. And when he came through, he was uh, an older Indian gentleman who was furious that when he came through the curtain, I wasn't completely naked. But I was a bit like... trousers off. I was a bit like... It was a different different doctor. No, yeah. If someone told me to take all my clothes off and they'll be back soon and then a different doctor came in, I think that would be a kind of a Richard Curtis, the boat that rocked rape joke. (laughs) (laughs) It was the same doctor. It was just the fact that like he said, oh, please just go behind the curtain and take your clothes off. And then, and then a nurse came in and said, oh, doctor, I'm afraid we need you. And I was like, he went and then walked off. And I was like, <laughs> I was still there, like, unbuttering, unbuttoning, unbuttering, <laughs> unbuttering my, my booty. Oh, removing the butter from my body. Because I thought, hmm, I thought this might help. The other guy go. looked into mm. it. I don't know, this guy. I'm like, I thought it might help things go along, but I feel weird about it. Taking my shirt off. And then I thought, well, it's not exactly toasty in here. It's temperate. But I thought, I've got no idea how long this guy's going to be gone for. I should probably like 
take off some of my clothes, but maybe not all of them. Otherwise, I'm going to be stark bollock naked for like, I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Also, what if he comes back in and I'm there like chilly and naked and he opens the curtain and he's like, whoa, why forgot, are you... Forgot you were here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hastily fingering his balls back into his fly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I basically <laughs> just... Yeah, he came in and he was like, take off all of your clothes. And I was like, all right. And then I was completely naked and he looked at me and was like, you're fine. But I think maybe... <laughs> just take off all of your clothes, he says, as he puts, oh. the, puts the vinyl on. Of, uh... And then he saw... It's like the it. Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, well, my wife's... I'm really getting into them lately. My wife sits behind the curtain going, <laughs> I like the Rolling Stones. I'm going to get you a drink. <laughs> Didn't offer me a drink. That would have been really nice. Anyway, um, he was like, there's nothing wrong with you. And then he was like, you don't have this rare cancer. Maybe it was like a consolation prize. It was like, he felt sorry for the fact that he'd made me take all of my clothes and sit for three months being worried that I had cancer. I said, well, let's do a patch test. So I'm doing a patch test. Basically, it's I was really excited by this for the whole process. Um, I'm getting a bit fed up having a fucking massive sticker on my back now because it feels weird as shit and I can't and it feels horrible. How much longer do you need it on for? Just till tomorrow. So I've, I've had two nights of sleeping with it, which is just sleeping's a bit like, you know, I haven't, you know, if you get a sweaty night's sleep. Because they said to me, just try and avoid doing things that make you sweat. And I'm like, I've sweat a lot at the moment because of my medication. I get a lot of night sweats, but it's random. Mm. It's like every now and then I wake up and I'm like, you're the world's sweatiest man. Congratulations. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But it's it's just a roller coaster but i saw it all laid out it was like a chocolate box of all these little things on all these little things dabbed on and then they all the stickers and they whacked them so, on so each one has been coated in an allergen an individual yes. allergen my, my back basically looks like someone's tattooed a picture of loads of packets of like aspirin on it like it's horrendously weird um so yeah they've they've each got allergens on and the idea is to see what is going to make matt lee's pop off basically <laughs> so i can I would avoid love to see what makes matt lee's pop off. well i'll let you know um and basically i figured that if anyone's at home now you know you can place your bets you can do it in your mind you can do it with another reader of the podcast you can be like i bet that matt lee's is allergic to x could we so decide thing- sorry carry on i was gonna say what 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 sort of things are in these tablets well is it like horse hair cat you're lucky spit? because i have wolf bane let's <laughs> not be silly uh i have actually got a list of all of the things specifically that they are testing me for uh to see what i'm going to be allergic to in terms of skin contact so it's not like i might be allergic to eating things i don't know about that milk yeah. But this is just going to be... Yeah, I might be. I don't know. Like, I'm I just been, naming things, don't worry. I've been but, drinking... Don't, don't, don't have to respond to me. Just it's, plow on with it. Okay. <laughs> so here are the list of things that they're testing my skin for to see if they're irritations I should avoid. Unleaded petrol. Soap. Soap on a tiny rope. Partially leaded petrol. Red jam. Orange jam. Full fat petrol. Plaster of Paris. Key rings. Actual blood. Nutella. Vegemite. I can't believe it's not petrol. (laughs) Cheese and onion, smoky bacon, Simon Amstel, salt and vinegar, old ketchup, internet memes, perspex dioramas of Batman, relatable content, stained glass, pistachios, actual fucking acid, almond-based petrol alternatives, coal, chunky coal, smooth coal, extra smooth low-fat coal, no bits. <laughs> Water. Essence of hedgehog. Wi-Fi. Rocks, in brackets, from space. Trampolines, trampettes, tramps, tramways and trams. Micro SD Is that all cards. on one pill? 
That's, I think, all on one little uh, If that one patch. goes off, further tests are required. <laughs> Maybe that's the one that's bleeding purple. I don't know. Um, artichoke hearts. That feeling of disappointment when you reckon you've done a dead big shit, but you turn around and look and it's absolutely tiny. It's a little nut. Yeah, just see if that sets me off. Dishwasher detergents, navy blue dye, East Ender Christmas specials, the specials, today's specials, chicken a la carte, boof boof, organic puree, and petrol pavlova. Hot dogs, chilled beans, weather, temperate to good, bad plastics, Jerry Adams, luxury wristwatches, and enzymes. I like the the bend in your mouth when you say luxury wristwatches. So I've got tiny samples of all of those things on my back right now. Uh, and I tell you what, it's itching. It's itching up a storm. I cannot tell if it's just the fact that I've got a series of gigantic uh, non-breathable stickers stuck to me. But chances are one of the nasty things they've plugged into me is, is making me bad like Johnny Matrix. I want you to... Do, is um, I, I want to see it again because there seems like there's some kind okay. of ink, there's some kind of rune situation well, going on. You make me another drink and I'll take my top off. Is that a deal? This is how I run my business. Okay, perfect. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birty. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, birty. Gentlemen, open your phones and... Won't you open the document I've shared with you? For tonight, I shall not be speaking for ten minutes uninterrupted. We shall all be joining in. A coven of Gandalfinis. Tonight, we shall all be James Gandalfini. (gasps) So Gandalfini is a small Gandalf. (laughs) <laughs> um, I've spelt it with Gandalf. I know it's Gandalf in the real world, but I it pleased me to type Gandalf a lot, and it also is a muscle memory from playing The Hobbit a lot as a child. So sorry if I typed Gandalf a lot, and if that's <laughs> distracting say, to you. Is he playing The Hobbit a lot as a child? A text-only adventure on the Z expression. Yes. Okay, I thought you meant like in plays. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be like in the same way I always got cast as the granddad in the school plays because I was boring and could remember lines. You were like. Always a hobbit. <laughs> cast him Logs quick. Really cast him short. as the granddad because he's good at memory. Yeah, what? I was just boring, and I could remember lines. Yeah, honestly, you ask anyone. Um, my friend, um, uh, Pip Philip War is the same. <laughs> you almost forgot her name. That was no, I didn't. I was just, I was trying to choose how best to describe to use. Or, anyway, Pip Philip War. Yeah, yeah Pip she's War. great. She's great. She always got cast as grandma because it's just like you know, people think, oh, you're boring but reliable. You can have the role, which is no fun. But you just, you get lines and you remember the lines and you have to like act slightly. It's just shit. You're like, I want to be the kid who gets to fire a catapult at something, a cat, I don't know. Dennis the Menace. I don't remember any of the plays, all right? I just remember (laughs) being the granddad because it's like, you're the person who most resembles an adult because you're boring. Wow. Well, you really took the energy out of my high energy. Let's all be Gandalf. Yeah, sorry. Uh, let's just, <laughs> Steve, would, have you got any harrowing? Well, not harrowing as such. It's just dissatisfying memories from your childhood. I was always cast as Jesus Christ in the plays that we did when Jesus was a grown man. And in the plays in the nativity play when Jesus is a baby with no lines. I was the archangel Gabriel or Joseph. Yeah, similarly dull roles, uh, right? Well, 
doll roles, the two main roles for yeah, men in the nativity. On, come on, what does Joseph fucking do? He doesn't even put it in. He's Jesus's fake dad. <laughs> exactly, he doesn't do it. He's not really Jesus's dad. He's the one banging on the doors saying, let my pregnant wife well, in. The only this thing, donkey's knackered. That's the only thing he's fucking banging, all right? <laughs> and frankly, the Ooh. donkey's the thing I feel closest to after this whole fucking merry pickle of events. <laughs> I am not pleased, let me tell you. Put that in your Bible. I thought you were going to say, I played Jesus in plays, even in plays where Jesus was not there. And that's kind of what I envisioned for him as the Hobbit, like in being like, and now in the nativity, his really small, hairy child is going to be the Hobbit. Jesus is in every play. Even if he has no lines. I can't help but imagine Log being like exactly the same, but like three feet tall as a child. I just still think that that game, The Hobbit... The fact that it expected you to guess at a new way of building a sentence in an adventure game so that you could, instead of just going, go west, take that, suddenly it expects you to know that you could type, say to Gandalf, carry me. What? I think that is bullshit. That's worse than any shit that Babbitt is you has pulled on me yet, and I hate that game because it's too clever. (laughs) Anyway, are we Gandalfinis or are we not Gandalfinis? I am. I am. I am too. In fact, I'm James Gandolfini, and I love cocktail blinis and rock-hard peenies. I'm also James Gandolfini, and when it comes to hats and babies, I love beanies. I'm the third and final James Gandolfini, and I love bikinis, but I hate meanies. Oh, Okay, Gandolfinis. So I met this wizard, and I swapped him my Wikipedia page for this magic gun. Have we got a Wikipedia page? Not anymore. So what's so special about this gun? There's only one way to find out. Shoot James Gandolfini with it. Well, you shoot one Gandolfini, you shoot every Gandolfini. He's right. So shoot all of us in our collaborative mouth at the same time. Okay, Gandalfinis, line up in the patented Gandalfini Congo style and I'll pop the gun into my, and by extension, our big stupid face. This is gonna be the beginning of a lot of adventures, I can tell it. Will it be time and space adventures or maybe dinosaurs? When you want me to press the trigger, press your semi into my butt crack. Way ahead of ya. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait to get shot by the wizard gun! One, two, Gandalfini! Wow! Oh, we're one foot tall. But we're teeny. We're weeny. We're, we're Gandalfini! Gandalfini. I thought we were weenie teeny from the beginning (laughs) (laughs) only later we were normal size scandal no that would need that would need some exposition and i think what we just did was the exposition for teeny weenie gandalfini this is where the music hits in this is the pre-opening credits to the hit 80s adventure show teeny weenie gandalfini's What follows are some of the most famous scenes from that show, in which three one-foot-long detectives live, love, and undo bad crimes in the 14th arrondissement of Gay Paris, and occasionally assemble their combined mass into a 17-inch Gandalfini. That's the cube root of three. (laughs) (laughs) You've, you've, You've added not their heights together. 
but their volumes. I, I I just assumed that it was the same as when you calculate the mass, the the, the overall surface area of a pizza. You just add it then square root. Yeah. You know what? A lot of things have changed in the history of this podcast being recorded. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that at any point anything vaguely mathematical comes up and it's you two in the room, it just derailed into genuine no. interest in... It's interesting. I, I know it is. I love it. it. I do love it. It's just like... So most people think three one foot tall Gandolfinis merging together they would make a three foot tall Gandolfini that would be I, that's, that is the classic three Gandolfinis standing on each other's shoulders to get into a 12 certificate yeah. film I had to ask a stranger a maths question today and I think he looked when he answered it he looked at me like I was a fucking idiot and I'm like alright I'm just it's not my forte well get a better forte <sighs> yeah fair and um, you know what? I've had Gantini Gandolfini in my head for so long now, so long. I mean, Steve, you you mentioned that I'd said it in a previous podcast. In a video game special that got us a, the got us a GMA. GMA. <laughs> oh my God, it did. Yeah. That's such a stupid system to game. Dini weeny, dini weeny, dini weeny, Gandolfini. That she bought on the very first date. I think they were willing co-conspirators yeah no they were don't i mean like yeah it was it was shining a light on the idiocy we didn't get one over on them i think they were no 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 no. yeah no i'm i'm more than aware of that (laughs) they they knew that we would mention the gmas on our stupid podcast (laughs) it was more just blowing a gigantic raspberry at at anybody and everybody who takes any of it faintly seriously yeah it was also retrospectively invalidating all the times i won loads of gmas Mm. so So, i won jokes on me i think it's up there somewhere but yeah. You know exactly I where it is, it. Matt. It's, it's the last it's time the there. games industry validated you. <laughs> that's, that's literally true. But uh, also, it's like the most, if that's the last way an industry validates you, that's like really depressing. So mm. let's keep going. <laughs> well, before we go on with that, I just wanted to say that I did Google Teeny Weeny Gandolfini to see if it was a big thing that I was just well, in like my head. The Mandela for a effect. Of, yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the most recent. Uh, occasion of that phrase is uh, from 2013 when someone who claimed had kissed James Gandolfini said they were filming all the king's men I don't even recall if he was a good kisser because I was definitely inebriated and kind of freaking out to be Frenching Tony Soprano and then she goes on to say but this story is about later that night with my sorority sister and it's actually hilarious they went back to his hotel suite and did mucho cocaine Apparently, as a result, he couldn't get it up, so he tied her to his bed with T-shirts and went down on her for two-plus hours. She called him Teeny-Weeny Gandalfini. I doubt he actually had a Teeny-Weeny. I think the drugs were just doing no one any favours. Wow. Have you ever gone down on a man or woman for two-plus hours? Mm, not no. Not a book. What? Not without a book. <laughs> Kindle is what you want. Yeah. Makes turning the pages is a lot Audio easier. books, podcasts. You can turn the page with your chin. Earbuds. <laughs> Stick a podcast on and just I could go for hours <laughs> if I had a podcast. I mean, I could, but I'm not sure anyone would want that. Two hours is a long time. It comes a point no, when it's like lap, that's lap, enough. It just becomes idle lapping, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it becomes boring. Yeah. It becomes boring so, for yeah, everybody. So I that's I don't believe that because I think James Gandolfini has got better sense than to go down. No drugs, though. Drugs change everything. Mm, yeah, and it In was a- and it was mucho cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, fair play. So, so anyway, here follows some of the 
Best highlights of the Teenyweeny Gandolfini series from the 1980s, set in the Lower East Side or somewhere. Now, this is episode one, episode four of season one, A Stitch in Size. I just want to ride this ant around the garden, but he's looking at me like I'm an absolute cunt. We're still one foot tall. Ants are still tiny. Maybe you should try riding a spaniel or something. This is the absolute worst size to get shrunk to. We just look like hairy baguettes. Well, when life gives you dicks, suck that dick and cup the balls. If I look like a baguette... I'm going to fill my coat with salami and flash joggers in the park. And then we could do time travel or something. Travel, go through space. We could dinosaur or something. Series 2, episode 14. Veni Vidi Gandalfini. <laughs> oh. Hey, Daddy Gandalfini. My, dag- my dog, my pet dog, has carked it right in the life. Baby Gandalfini. My dear son, I shall resurrect him using the magic soil in the pet cemetery, which is back in the cinemas this week. Oh, cool. Let me put some of my Gandalfini pubes in his mouth. I want him to come back to life with a solid wedge of pubes in his stupid face. Well, this is a great twist on the classic movie. Let's all shave off our huge amounts of Gandalfini body hair and stuff him with it, and then bury him in the pet cemetery. Two weeks later. Is the pet cemetery usually this slow? I know, right? My pubes have already grown back twice as long and bushy. Just knock on the bottom of your expensive Microsoft Surface Pro. Yeah, no, and I, I triggered a menu as and well. It didn't even <laughs> sound like a door. It's not going to sound like knocking. <laughs> Shit. Just knock. Hang on, one knock. second, one second. Oh, goodness. That sounds like a dog knocking. For <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> He's here. This is going to be brilliant. I can't wait to see his zombie dog face. (laughs) Oh, he's just a normal zombie dog. He spat out all the pubes while he dragged his reanimated corpse home. This is boring. Oh, shit. I just got hit by a truck. My poor Gandalfini. R.I.P.P. Gandalfini. <laughs> Mom, Dad, promise me one thing. Promise me you'll shave my entire body, put it in a little plastic bag, cram it up my back wazoo, and then bury me in the pet cemetery. I promise. Gandalfini's honour. You know, I was worried that this remake wouldn't add anything, but I couldn't have been more wrong. You've really had fun with this, haven't you, Logan? <laughs> what a triumph. What a triumph the new Pet Cemetery remake is. Yeah. With these three Gandalfinis, whose, whose size wasn't even referred to. <laughs> it, just, it could have been any size. <laughs> it could have been fucking anything. Although I do think Bury Me in the Gandalfini Pet Cemetery is my favourite Father John Misty song. <laughs> so on to this one, the Series 3 finale. Um, so yeah, go on with it, Matt. <laughs> So, do you want to read the title of this? No, no, it's the big reveal. Okay, fine. Sorry I fucked your reveal. So here we are again, 
Gandalfini's three. Standing in front of one of those newspaper vending machines in the Lower East Side. The year is 1987, and it is warm. The scene is set. Now all we need is a plot point. Yes. A moment of narrative to slice through all of this ultra-realistic atmosphere. It is our good friends! The 70s band Scritty Politty, but they are tiny. Or you could say... Itty bitty. And at that point, it's left to you to imagine how they team up or battle each other. How would Teeny Weeny and Gandalfinis react to an itty bitty scritty politty? Itty bitty politty. That is an exercise for the reader. <laughs> Why not post your fan art? <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Regular Features Podcast. I have been Steve. He really fucking has. I've got, I just want to say, I just want to say, applause. we've been I, doing this for a long time, but you really fucking want You know what? I you, walked in here today, you know what? Who are you? I said, I, I said, I'm Matt. I was like, no, you're fucking no, you're not. not. You're Steve. You know what? You're Steve. And maybe you're going to be two to three times louder than you usually are, but maybe you're not. It doesn't matter. You're Steve. And it's about time you started bloody acting like it. Yeah. And if you enjoyed what you listened to on this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. Mm. I recommend it. And chuck us some cash. Chuck us the wonga. Chuck a, a money. Chuck a money. Chuck a money. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that before. Yeah, yeah, I've only just thought of it now. I'm glad. That's great. You can also go to um, the Regular Features website. That log has been... He's uh, been bringing it back with life with uh, basically necromancy. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's there. All the episodes are there. And we are. I am going through our backlog of... What, what, are, what are, can I call them? Features. I think that's what they're called. And um, uploading them... What? Well, uploading them. Entering them as blog posts on a kind of dictionary format thing. If you've been there before when we were last doing this about two years ago, you'll recommend you'll you'll recognise all of the old ones, mm. and then maybe get some new ones down your face as well. Yeah, that website is regular features with a dot before the es. Yeah, oh we, my god, it's been a long time since we've had to explain that. Yeah, because <laughs> it just didn't work for ages. We registered it in Spain. Yeah, just to make it. Um, Log had to go to Spain. He did. He had to take a like big suitcase. form in Madrid. It was a suitcase full of coins. With a a suitcase full of Del Monte. Pesetas. It was like half coins, half fruit in tins. And you had to have dinner, I believe, with the president of Spain just to allow him to sign off the website. Mm. And really, historically speaking, it was a real waste of time. Regular Ficheros.